FBI Radio, that's Kiss Kiss and Rhinestones by Hate Rock. My name's Maya Billick. I'm joined by Dan Gordon. This is For The Record, and before we go any further, we'd like to acknowledge that right now we are broadcasting on the stolen Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations person listening in right now. Redfern is the heart of Indigenous sovereignty and resistance in the colonial project of so-called Australia. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be. Now, if you haven't guessed by now, we are, of course, doing Hate Rock's Rhinestones this week on the show, released this year out through N&J Blueberries out of Melbourne. It's a sixth album from the duo, comprised of Janine Standish and Nigel Yang. Now, they're a duo who, if you're a regular FBI listener, you should be well across. They hit the scene in the mid-2000s and often occupying spaces with then-emerging avant-garde punk acts like Liars, Deer Hunter, or the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Following the tragic passing of their bassist, Sean Stewart, with their debut Work, 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 Janine and Nigel moved on as a duo and... Here we are, six albums later, with Rhinestones, the first hate rock album to be released on their newly minted label, N&J Blueberries. Now, Nigel Yang cites friendship as a central muse, quote, particularly the forging of it and its potential for new feelings of telepathy and trust. And anyone who has spent long hours with past hate rock records will feel like they're revisiting old friends this time around. That said, though, Rhinestones is pretty different in the Hate Rock discography. In particular, it's almost not even electronic at all, or punk, I would dare say. It's yeah, I mean, I, I think it still takes elements, but it's definitely... In the approach, but yeah, in terms far, of sound. Far removed from some of their previous work. Yeah, they take particular inspiration from eerie and gothic 
country music and it's almost a little bit baroque on rhinestones but i think if there's one thing you should know going into this record is that it's very much the hate rock interpretation of what a folk record is and we're going to go into more of the sonic makeup of rhinestones after some tracks but before we get to them we want to reflect on how the title rhinestones is A bit of a cheeky nod, but sort of an oxymoron given what this album is about and how it sounds. If you see something like rhinestones, you're thinking something that looks much more expensive or lush than what it really is, but that's not really what rhinestones is about at all. It's, as we said before, about friendship, but also kind of suggests this like plastic cowboy glamour that's not necessarily legit, but still precious in one way or another. Yeah, I mean, Janine Standish cites, as an example, a baby blue star brooch from Texas gifted to her from a stone friend on New Year's Eve 10 years ago in Brighton. Cheap keepsakes can be more valuable than diamonds, and I think that that is one of the truest things I've ever heard. Now, they also credit their reoccurring radio show on NTS to reshape their musical taste and depth across a wide variety of music, as shared on their recent interview with Darren Lasagas on Arvo's... Which we will share the details on where you can listen back to in full a little later but first here and for the record fbi radio's album show we're going to go through and revisit some of hate rock's past records you're going to hear a piece of psychic nine to five club venus and leo and a part of over the rainbow before we come back into rhinestones text in on 0409-945-945 if you want to get in touch we'd love to hear from you or your thoughts on hate rock this record and anything in between this is chinatown style
Valentina right there in Before It Was Over the Rainbow, You Know How to Make Me Happy, and then Chinatown Style, a couple of old hits, just to give you a little refresher of Hate Rock and their previous sounds. We're going to jump into a little bit more about the sound of rhinestones right now. Recorded in Janine and Nigel's studio in the Dandenong Ranges. I think what makes rhinestones so unique in the Hate Rock discography is... Very clearly, the sound. They've managed to reduce this like wall of noise that they've come to be known for to quite literally the barest thing ever. Each song is built on three things, a guitar, voice, and a metronome. Inspired by what we shared with you a little earlier, that framework of country and folk musics, they're very much embracing the acoustics, which is worlds away from these layers and layers and layers of growling electronica, sub-bass, dirge-like electronic guitar, these hazy vocals of early hate rock albums. Instead, Rhinestone sits in between a bit of Mazzy Star, an almost gauzier and demo-like version of the XX, to this part electro, part acoustic take, like a band like Dark Side. Mm. And then you have those like classic country references to Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. It's an elegant nine-song suite of wide-swept emotion and heartbreak noir. And it's incredibly moving, I think, as a whole. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? I, I feel like hate rock albums previously have always been about making people move or, or feel part of like quite literally the vibrations of the music they're putting out. But this is just you and the band. Yeah, I think that the album is better for that. And I, I not to say that I think that getting... You know, another example of the intense hate rock that we've kind of come to know wouldn't be great, but it's nice to see them kind of shifting into maybe a different gear in their career and also shows you how malleable a band like hate rock can be. They're not really scared to move now between whispered lament to acoustic eulogy to down tempo vignettes tracing muted embers of loss and well it's almost haunting yeah like it could soundtrack you walking at dusk or like your own inner musings throughout life really it's it's just janine's murmured low-key but as as clear as ever and quite literally you can hear her lyrics in a way that you couldn't before that they are captivating and mesmerizing you can not only hear everything she's saying but it hits you in a much different way if if i think back to work 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 hear the lyrics but it's only after they've come past and the next line is there that you've realized what she's just said whereas on rhinestones you are like holding on to every word yeah now as we mentioned the whole record refers to a central theme of friendship with the band fast passing a decade together songs like fast friend and gilbert and george for instance explore ideas of telepathy and trust and compared to the noisy flourishes competing for attention on hate rock's 2009 debut marry me tonight valentina is practically a folk song sung gently over a campfire yeah and then comparatively i think real headfuck is one of those like like more propulsive standouts. It's much more energetic than anything else on this record, talking, rather cautioning its subject against toying with other people's emotions. And then you have this B-side that follows it, uh, Reverse Deja Vu, which examines the comparable dislocation over an uncertain pulse. Whether there's a lot happening between that voice, guitar and metronome or not, there's one thing that 
is consistent across this album is that it's spellbinding through its sparsity and it manages to be probably the poppiest hate rock have ever sounded and will ever sound. Yeah, I'd pay that. But it's the best way that I can describe it is like lifted from the soundtrack of Game of Thrones, an 80s, 70s reiteration of Romeo and Juliet. It's cavernous, there's lots of echoes, quite literally as if you're in some cave somewhere in Ireland hearing this band perform live, where you almost forget that there's like triggered electronics that have come into play. Yeah. Now they've revealed how different the process was this time around, spending more time in the editing side of music and found themselves influenced by the idea of songcraft. It's more traditional in the pop sense, but also untraditional for hate rock. The songs on Rhinestones are shorter, less free of form than the catalogue we've kind of come to know, and overall masterpieces of drama, delivery, and distillation. Now we're going to jump into more tracks from Rhinestones. If you just tuned in, thank you so much for joining us. My name's Maya Billick. This is Dan Gordon. We're going through the brand new album by Hate Rock, album of the week here on FBI just a few weeks ago. Stick with us, though. We're going to go through the band's legacy and what a record like this means for their discography. This is Sunlight Feels Like Bee Stings. Up the top, we heard Sunlight Feels Like Bee Stings, after that one, Siren Song, and then right here, Fast Friends, we're listening to Hate Rocks Rhinestones, a, a truly remarkable record from a band that have constantly been putting out 
I would say top top tier records, and and for me, it still remain to be one of these hidden gems. Almost they they are, definitely have an underdog energy. To yeah, them. and I think that works for them almost because it, it, I reckon, and this is just me speculating, but I would imagine it would propel them and drive them on to kind of keep creating more and more distinctive, interesting, boundary-pushing music that no one else in Australia is trying to make. Yeah, but it also, at that same time, doesn't feel like a band who are stuck in this one same position in their career or trying really hard and not being met back with the response that they deserve. That's, I think, definitely not the case with Hate Rock, let alone for an album like this, which, if this is your first time listening to Hate Rock, this is definitely their most accessible records. It has a laser-sharp focus. So if you're uninitiated, start with Rhinestones and work backwards because they are an incredibly versatile group and they are able to distill everything that they've done from their drone, rock, punk, electronica into this incredibly powerful energy that is just immediately resonant on rhinestones. Yeah, and kind of starts posing the question of whether an electronic band stops using electronics, can they still make electronica? What do you think, Dan? I reckon they can. And I think that even though there's not as many electronics on an album like this, I think that they still come at it inevitably just because that's where they came from. Yeah, yeah. With that sort of mindset. So even even if then maybe not necessarily playing around with that as much, it's still there because it's, it's in their DNA. Yeah. See, I think they're going to go completely in a different direction from here. They're only going to get more, I think, twisted and eerie and gothic and ambient. It's like Baroque Hall Rock or something. Mm. That, like, I think they're only going to continue to use that electronic punk principle that they've grown up on in terms of their approach but only move in more shape-shifting directions. Like, like they could quite literally go anywhere from here, and I think that speaks to the legacy of a band now entering, what, like 10-plus years in their career together. Their first record is nearing its 10-year anniversary. What an exciting time to be in. Yeah, definitely. And I think Hate Rock are one of those bands for me, and while musically they're not necessarily that similar, I kind of look at them now in somewhat of a similar light to a band like The Drones, where I feel like they're reaching... This almost this stage of they're like unattainable that that you can't catch up with them. They don't really have that much competition because they x out any possibility of there being any competition for that sort of a sound. And and the same way that Gareth Lydia did, I think they kind of do that here. Yeah, and I think that comes into the transference of how much detail they once added to the instrumentation that is now shifting to the lyrics and the lyricism yeah. and how that can be complemented by the music. So needless to say, Rhinestones is a colourful, to say the least, mm-hmm. stop in the journey of hate rock. Who knows where they'll go next? We're going to jump into the last little bit of the record. This one is Real Headfuck, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Quick shout out to Ben over in Mossman listening in and loving the sounds, hate rock on their Wednesday afternoon. And if you've been loving it, you can text in 0409-945-945. Let us know. You're an FBI.
Straight to Hell right there, following Reverse Deja Vu and Real Headfuck. Three tracks from one artist and one record. It's Hate Rocks Rhinestones, which we've had the pleasure of going through in its entirety with you here on For The Record. My name's Maya Billick, I'm with Dan Gordon, and it's time for us to make some room to hand over to lunch with Tanita Rizagi, who's going to be taking care of you right up until 3pm. She's got you covered. But... No fear, we'll be back with a new album to share with you in full at the same time next week, Wednesday, midday. Now, if you jumped on to the end and you want to listen to, oh, man, I really want to listen to that first hate rock track that they played, but how am I going to do that? Well, you can. (laughs) We are also a podcast and you can listen to it anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, all our other shows will be up there, so head along and listen to those. Yeah, you can hear little snippets or if you want if if you want to get the full experience, head to fbiradio.com slash programs, click on for the record and it'll be waiting right there for you. Plus on the website is where you'll be able to check out uh, the very recent interview with Hate Rock on Arvo's with Darren Lasagas. Also just a quick little shout out to our super producer, 
Josh DiMatteo, who is on the ones and twos every single week and is doing a damn fine job doing it. So all our love to you, Josh. And if you have the capacity, consider becoming an FBI Radio supporter at fbiradio.com. We're staying in and staying on, continuing to deliver the best in Sydney music, arts and culture 24-7, but more than anything, that sense of companionship. We're going to leave you with the last little bit of rhinestones and a throwback to Work, 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 which turns 10 this year. It's Eat Your Heart. Give Tanita a huge welcome up on lunch right after this one. See you soon.